uh, finding Ophelia. Uh, how did all this come about? Um, I thought I'd make a feature film. And also, I thought no one's going to phone me up and say, Steve, can you direct my feature film? So I decided to do it myself and write a script. And once you have the script, kind of out of breath now from the stairs, <laughs> once you have a script, then everything kind of leads from that. So I guess I've always been fascinated with dreams and how they work and kind of what, what do they mean and that kind of thing. Um, I was also listening to a lot of weird ethereal music, kind of drone-based music, especially when I'm writing to kind of come up with the images that way. Or like when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking I'm still kind of in a dream state. So I'd kind of jot down ideas that kind of come to me and took about 70 ideas. So I was listening to David Lynch saying, get 70 ideas and that's enough for your, your film. So then I wrote those all out and then kind of um, made a narrative that way, kind of strung them together that way. <clears throat> <laughs> Speaking of being interrupted, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, the the setting. Did you originally, when you when you originally came up with the idea, did you have a setting in mind, or was that just part of the process that came together? Uh, definitely New York, because well, I've been here sixteen years now, so it's still like living on a giant movie set. You just get the camera out at nine; it looks amazing. So mm -hmm. why not use that? And then I had. A nice house in Brooklyn, so I was able to take advantage of having a, a nice space to kind of shoot in as well. And yeah, I shot a little in Miami as well. I found some uh, sets at SoFlo Studios, which is just outside of, of uh, Miami, which is kind of fun. Uh, did you have any issues with uh, with shooting the the way you wanted to be shot? Is it's the the film is very. It's not like just. It's not like you just have a plot and you're just moving through and you've got you know your set dialogue pieces and everything. You're you're filming very particular, very specific, strange things. How difficult was that to just do in public and not be uh, hassled? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm surprised they kind of got away with a lot of stuff. There's one scene where he's kind of throwing up in the street. Mm -hmm. um, some people, I think, someone might have called an ambulance. <laughs> An ambulance showed up, but they didn't do anything, and it was kind of, kind of strange. Um, but we were just like, because we were rolling around laughing in the street, just <laughs> cracking up about it. I think, kind of got away with it that way. <laughs> with that way. <laughs> but a lot of it I would do at nighttime, so there's not many people walking around, or in kind of like derelict industrial areas where no one really goes after, you know, six o'clock really. Mm -hmm. So. Uh as far as your casting goes, uh, how did you go about casting your lead? Because he is, he's got a very he's got a very great look, yeah. That lends it lends itself to uh, to your film. But did, did you have him in mind, or was he just part of a casting process? Part of the process, but I had someone in mind who would be a bit more unusual and kind of like striking to look at because you didn't mm -hmm. have to look at them through the whole film because you're following a character. Um, and he had a really interesting scar on his face, which really wasn't that noticeable in the film, but I kind of like this cool sky he had through his face. Um, yeah, and he's just kind of an iconic looking guy, a little edgy, but cool as well. Um, mm -hmm. Weirdly, my mum met this girl on a plane. <laughs> she was coming to see me. 
said to the girl who was a fashion designer, Morgan Press, said, oh, you should work with my son. So I followed up. We ended up doing this fashion video together. And then she recommended Jimmy. I was talking to her about people, that, this character I was looking for. She said, oh, it sounds like my friend Jimmy. So uh, yeah, I contacted Jimmy, looked at his Instagram. Um, yeah, and then we kind of met up and I sent him the script and we kind of met up and did a rehearsal in the middle of a park. And then, uh, yeah, that was that really. <laughs> what was his reaction to the script? Yeah, he loved it. He was really into it and kind of, yeah, became really invested and committed to it, which was great. You need that kind of one key person that's going to show up and kind of be as committed as you are to the project, which was kind of, it was over a period of a year. So we meet up regularly and like shoot a couple of scenes. Um, so he was really good to work with and good, good fun, you know. Uh, when you were trying to pitch the the idea to the other actors that you have in your film, uh, how do you pitch a, a dreamlike film to someone to kind of get judge if they're going to go along with your vision or not? Uh, well, it's Christina who actually knew before. I met her in a coffee shop years ago and she has this really amazing um, kind of presence about her. I mean, she's strikingly beautiful but just has this kind of iconic I don't know this has this kind of yeah like a presence to her mm -hmm. and she's quite she's an artist herself so I think she really kind of understood what we were going for and kind of pl played along with the with the with the game kind of thing so she she was pretty into it from the start and I think writing the script she came to mind as like this yeah she has a very kind of unique look that's what we're going mm -hmm. for so that's cool and probably a lot of the other actors i would explain because i was doing it in small pieces probably no one really knew what was going on so i'd just explain this happens in this scene and kind of people seemed to think it was fun and would go along with it um and probably didn't know what was really the end result <laughs> but i guess yeah we have sort of two main characters but the rest we've like as we're going along, we're getting more and more new characters. I mean, I even met people on the street corner. I said, meet me here, take 20 minutes, say these few lines. And then it was as quick as that, very kind of run and gun. Was it, was the entire production like that very rapid paced? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Cause I did a, the camera work and pretty, yeah, pretty much all the, I had assistants and sound people when that was needed also, but most of the time it was, kind of visuals and kind of running in it and doing it. Sometimes it would take a while, it took longer to kind of organize the scenes if there's a bunch of people in it or props and stuff like that. So I spend a lot of time kind of prepping it and then running and, and shoot it. Uh, some of the scenes, like there is a scene on public transit. How uh, how did you pull that off? Um, secretly, I think, I mean, it's okay. Cause I have a, had a tiny little, uh, mini camera to shoot it on so i'm not there with a big crew or you know or anything like that so it was kind of almost a flash mob thing where i just emailed a bunch of people said you know shot <laughs> stop it late on a sunday night and then we'll just kind of you know yell for a bit i mean it literally took probably eight minutes to film that it was a very quick in and out no no gear at all uh, you know very spontaneous 
but it took months of planning. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to get a second take once you hit like a once you hit a station and everyone starts getting on right. and off. It's kind of going to ruin your shot. So I, yeah. uh, I'm guessing a lot of these were probably just one take and that was it. Pretty much, yeah. No more than three takes. Could uh, never do it. How was that during the editing process? Uh, well, it's easier to to select stuff, but um, the editing, I'd never edited a feature before. I've done sort of commercials and music videos, but that was like doing 100 commercials in, in a row. It was intense. And when you think you're done, I thought the project is halfway through, but it's really, you're a third of the way through. <laughs> the edit is huge. <laughs> uh, did, so, you all, uh, did you do all the visual effects yourself as well? Uh, the finger one I got, my friends got a company called um, High from the Future. Um, so they're kind of a really cool startup and do kinds of interesting tech in that. So they did that scene, had a few like cleanup stuff. So I had a friend Alex and um, a friend in Malta who did it on uh, Fiverr.com. Uh, I had a big scratch on one of the scenes. And and then probably the dream sequence with the um, with the waves coming over his face, I just did that in, uh, in Final Cut. It's just blend modes and kind of messing with it. But I experimented a lot with it, but that was kind of the simple solution to what I was going for. As far as your color fixing, what uh, what program did you use for that? I used Color Finale Pro. Would you um, would you uh, would you suggest that for anyone for any other filmmakers? Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's it's kind of easy to use. Um, I haven't tried any of the other ones. I haven't tried Resolve any of those, but this seemed to be kind of a good, easy to understand kind of thing. Um, yeah. Would you like to do this whole process again, make another similar feature, or would you like to try something else entirely different? Madly, yes, I'd like to do that. <laughs> Working on another couple of scripts, but just trying to get, right now promoting the film is kind of almost, mm -hmm. you know, the post post production part. So that's a lot getting distribution, getting marketing. I've got a screening next week, starting Friday in Hollywood for seven days in the cinema, which will be kind of fun and exciting. And then it will drop on the 23rd on Amazon and Tubi and Google. What's been the uh, reaction so far? Um, yeah, good. I think. It's definitely a very different type of film. It's sort of an art house film, a horror film, a mystery film. It's kind of a little hard to define on the genres, which mm -hmm. is kind of interesting. But that was kind of what I was going for. People think it feels like a personal art project or something. So uh, um, reactions have been good, especially on the visuals. Everyone likes seems to like the uh, cinematography and the acting has got good and the music as well. The music is a, a big um, component of that too. So pretty positive. Now so that far. I know, now that I know a little bit more about how quickly you had to film it and what you had to film it on, I'm I'm surprised that it came out as clear and crisp that it as it did. Uh, I, I would not yeah. expect that from when you're when you're trying to get something done so quick and you've got a smaller crew. I didn't expect something that looks so good. The technology is good now. There's a, I shot it on a Sony A7S II uh, with a Ninja Atomos recorder. So you can get a really clean 4K image 
and the, those Sony alphas are really good in low light, so a shot of a lot of it at night, but it really uh, works works hard there that way kind of thing. Uh, for other other filmmakers that are looking to make something w on a smaller scale with with less people like you did, uh, what would be your suggestions to them? A small scale, I think locations, write your script around the locations that you have that will save some time and money and moving around. Um, I did, there's not a ton of dialogue scenes in there, so I could kind of compact those together so you can make those quicker and then concentrate on the, the visual stuff. What else? Um, don't be too precious, maybe like improvise a little bit uh, when you're doing it and just, you know, work fast. Don't be too, yeah, too precious. So, <laughs> so be prepared to make concessions, basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> improvise and yeah. All right, Stephen, thank you very much for taking your time today. Um, I haven't had the chance to do an interview in a few months. So it's, it was nice to see this film and being able to like, oh, it's something that's interesting and not just another stock horror movie. Right, right. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Great. It was, it was, it was, it was kind of like watching, it was like watching a Dead Can Dance video almost. I kind of right. got that feel. I was like, this feels like something I would, I could almost put like uh, Lisa Gerard's vocals on top of and just watch it all the way through like that without having to listen to any of the dialogue since it's such a visual Probably since they came out, I think, in the 90s, was it? <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All the best of luck to you. And it's going to be out on the 23rd of this month on, let's see, let me make sure I get all the stuff that's supposed to be out here on. I think it's on, it's on Tubi and um, Amazon. Amazon Video and... Google Play. Google Play. Okay, perfect.